I first came to Grace Centers of Hope, I was in complete despair. I had given up on life, and I had given up on myself. My once resilient spirit was nowhere to be found, and it was only when I surrendered to Jesus Christ that my whole life changed. I grew up in a loving family. My family back there tonight, thanks for coming. Um, a Catholic family. We didn't go to church every Sunday, but we never missed a Christmas or Easter service either. There was a lot of love in my family growing up, and my sisters and I were thick as thieves. Mom and Dad were the glue that bonded us together, and everyone was really supportive. Dad has done a lot of things for me throughout my life. When I was a gymnast, he built me a balance beam. When I was in theater, my mother drove me to every rehearsal, and my family came to every show. When I bought a motorcycle, my father taught me how to wreck it. And when my heart would get broken, my sisters helped me put the pieces back together. Throughout my entire life, I've been a highly emotional person. Um, my mother told me that I had the gift of empathy and that that would come to haunt me in life if I didn't figure it out. I was born with a mind that swims at depths most would drown in. And she also told me that if I didn't figure out how to balance it, life would get very dark for me. So it is both a blessing and a curse to feel things so deeply. Um, I was very ambitious growing up. I, at 19, I moved to New York City. I was a Shakespeare major at the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, which is funny that I get nervous because I actually used to perform in a lot of plays. <laughs> uh, when I tired of that, I enlisted in the U.S. Navy. And that would become my greatest accomplishment in life and it would also lead to my greatest downfall. Uh, boot camp was extremely challenging, by far the hardest thing I've ever been through. And I wanted to quit many times, but I saw it through and I never gave up. And the military provided me with another kind of family. To go through something like that forms a very unique bond and it is an emotion born of initiation. So after 12 weeks of no sleep, ice cold showers, gas chambers, and plenty of physical torture, I was off to California. I got stationed in San Diego and couldn't have been happier about it. It worked really hard, I excelled in my position, and I began to move up quickly in rank. After two years in San Diego, we deployed. A nine-month deployment that got underway from the islands of Hawaii to the outback of Australia. Uh, from there, we sailed to Korea, Japan, built a school in Cambodia, and went to the Philippines. Uh, next was Hong Kong, Thailand, and my favorite, Singapore. So I was a world traveler with a spirit of tenacity. It was mentally and physically exhausting, but exhilarating as well. Somewhere between Hawaii and Hong Kong, I fell in love. Um, he was an officer, and I was enlisted. Fraternization and a one-way ticket out of the military was what that got you. I should have known better, and against my better judgment, I just couldn't let him go, and he couldn't let me go either. By the time we set foot on American soil, our consequences awaited us. The investigation had already started, but the trial would take months, long, excruciating months. Um, I was put on restriction. I could not leave the ship. I had to wear a bright red badge with the letter R for restricted, pinned to my uniform at all times. This is my very own scarlet letter. <laughs> uh, I still had to perform all my duties and report for work every day. I remember standing watch as a port and starboard rover 
M16 in hand and just wanting to blow my head right off. So I was armed with seven different weapons and seven different ways to kill myself. <laughs> Not a good mix. I had to endure five grueling hearings in which I would stand before 15 different officers, lieutenants and captains and have them annihilate my character. Every one of them telling me how my egregious behavior was a disgrace to the military as well as society. And each one was like taking a bullet. <laughs> Thinking back now, I don't even know how I got through it. I just did. The trial went all the way up to captain's mass, and after it was all said and done, we could no longer call ourselves soldiers. I lost my career and the love of my life that day, and that would become the storm I could not weather. I had no idea how to put myself back together. The devastation was insurmountable. I lost all of my military benefits. I lost my GI Bill for college, equaling about $100,000. I lost my pride, my worth, and I lost all hope. My heart was broken in a thousand pieces, and he left me. He said he could never look at me the same, that I had ruined his career. Still, none of that compared to the loss of respect from my own father. Even to this day, when Veterans Day rolls around, he can't stand the sight of me. And that never gets easier. And I wonder if he knows how hard those days are on me as well, and that the disappointment I feel in myself is still so close to the surface. And how after all these years, it still brings tears to my eyes. <laughs> um, to make matters worse, I was injured in the Navy. I fell 15 feet during a fire drill, and I broke my collarbone, my wrist, and my tailbone, uh, resulting in a severe spinal injury. I can't stand longer than 30 minutes without excruciating pain, and I developed an addiction to Vicodin that would last for years. After the military, I barely existed in life. I was tired of starting over. I was tired of trying to rebuild myself. I was just tired of everything. And the desire to live was just not there. I was alone for a long time. Um, it took years to get over the officer in the Navy, and I wasn't eager to get hurt again. It seemed that loving someone became my most elaborate method of self-harm. And I drank a lot, smoked a lot of pot, took a lot of pain pills, and I just became a shell of a person. And then I met him. I'm not even going to name him because I don't like to speak his name. But uh, we became inseparable instantly. We met at a bar. And we couldn't be without each other. I had been living with my parents at the time. Um, I came home a week later. I decided to make breakfast for my mom and dad to distract them from my week-long love bender. And she would never have a chance to tell me how amazing that omelet was. She died that morning, and I found her. Her death was so sudden, it shocked our entire family. She was prone to blood clots, and one went straight to her heart. And the days and weeks that followed her funeral were a blur someone else's life. The pain of losing your mother is something that one never truly gets over. And still, he never left my side. <sighs> um, the first year was great. It was like a fairy tale. Uh, but too much drinking and too much cocaine. I never had enough money to form a coke habit. <laughs> it was the rich man's drug, but... He had a lot of money, and that was his drug, and soon it became mine. So that fueled a lot of fights. 
he became extremely angry all the time, and I became extremely fragile, and not like a flower, fragile like a bomb. And the second year, he began to hit me, and then I started hitting back. Uh, his strength was unparalleled to mine, and I've had more black eyes than I can count, and ribs broken on so many different occasions. His fists were his heart steel, and my bones would just break like porcelain under them. And the last time he hit me, he broke three of my ribs, and it had collapsed my lung, and I spent five days in the hospital. And the doctors had to come in and shove a metal rod into my lung to blow it back up. The pain was unspeakable. <sighs> I would have gladly had another go in the gas chamber than lived through something like that again. So as I lay in that hospital bed for five days, I had a lot of time to think, think about my life, to think about the mess that I had made of it. And I looked at my busted face in the mirror and my bruised body was now a roadmap of destruction. And I saw how ungodly this relationship had become and someone that I loved more than anything could do this to me. So I finally found the strength to leave him for good. You know, sometimes the devil comes to you disguised as everything that you want and till he's not. And when I asked myself, how could I possibly stay him that long? I realized that sometimes you choose the hell that you know instead of the hell that you don't. So I filed domestic violence and I never looked back. And he will realize I'm gone when he's unable to find me and other women. So I checked into rehab and that is when I first heard of Grace Centers of Hope. And when I got to Grace, I was defeated in every way. I was scared, I was nervous, and unsure of the future and what that meant to me. And honestly, there were a lot of days I wanted to just walk right out the door, but I didn't. Um, at first, I just went through the motions, and then things slowly started to sink in. I took notes in all my classes, not because I had to, because I actually wanted to. Um, I began reading the Bible for the first time in my life, and everyone here believed in God, and I liked that, and I felt comfort in that. I had felt the absence of God for a really long time, and that started to change as well. The more I talked to him, the more I started to hear his voice, and I started to feel a peace I have never felt before. And I also started to feel hope. I started to do something else differently. I started to forgive myself because the monologue in my head was filled with so much self-hate for so long that it felt foreign to think of anything else. So like a soldier trained to follow orders, I had trained my mind to follow every destructive thought. So I started to change that too. I started to forgive others as well, starting with him. I knew I was never going to get an apology, and I knew he was never sorry about anything, and then I accepted an apology that I never received. So I realized my whole life I was searching for the fruits of the world, money, power, success, happiness. I was driven by that, and I was not driven by God. So now I can say that I'm gaining the fruits of the Spirit. Um, I have joy in the midst of any circumstance now. I have peace, and I'm able to sleep at night. 
I'm not consumed with fear and regret every day. I fill my heart with kindness, and I have self-control now that I work hard at every day. I am patient with myself, and I am patient with others, and I have grown from things that were meant to break me. Without Jesus Christ and without Grace Centers of Hope, none of this would have been possible. So this is my Grace Boot Camp, and these are my Grace Soldiers. Thank you.